We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rotovision. I was about to say the Rotovision Overtime Podcast. This is not the Rotovision Overtime Podcast. It is the the Rotovision Basketball Show. I almost got caught. I have to win a tournament to get on the Overtime Podcast. We haven't uh, we haven't done any basketball shows, Connor, with myself and yourself, and myself and Zachary Kruger, who have been doing these streams over the course of the summer months, and we obviously finished them up just right before NFL Week One. But we're getting back in to some basketball drafts here today, and yeah, just just uh, you know, you get those repetitions in, you get them going, and the the muscle memory just brings you back to the Road of His Overtime podcast. So if you're new here, of course, check out Road of His Overtime as well with myself and Sean Siegel. But I am joined today by Connor O'Driscoll. We are going to be doing some basketball drafting. It is the Battle Royale for NFL Week 4 over at Underdog Fantasy. If you're playing over at Underdog Fantasy, you can use the code ROTOVIS while signing up to get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100. But Connor, NFL Week 4 is here. We have had three weeks of NFL action. There's some ups and downs in terms of how those basketball rosters have gone so far, but how are you feeling as we move in quite quickly through the, the starting portion here of the NFL season? I'm feeling pretty good about my roster so far. I I don't really like looking at advance rates this early just because there are many more weeks to come. But the the first couple of weeks have obviously been very kind to uh, zero RB centric strategies. I think they have been, yeah. So running backs not heading in the way that maybe some robust or early running back drafters would have hoped so far. But it's early in the season victory laps should not be taken at this point in time and we see it at week one we see it at week two we've seen it at week three i i just kind of stay quiet at this point and we'll see how it plays out over the course of the season this time last year for example mark andrews hadn't really got going yet at this particular point at this point last year as well derrick henry was eating everybody's lunch to start that season up until he got his injury and i believe that happened in week six if i'm remembering correctly but connor you have been doing a lot of fantastic work over on Rotoviz since the entire offseason, I guess we'll say. You win the FFPC Basketball Tournament. You beat me and Sean Siegel to come in with Blair Andrews to come in second place. But these articles that you've been doing up on Rotoviz over the last couple of weeks have started to be focused on the in-season basketball leagues, which is something, again, basketball still relatively new in terms of how big it has grown at this point. But the kind of in-season version, I guess we'll say, is almost in the Battle Royale format like dfs meets best ball so you get your one week fantasy kick you get to do it with a draft rather than picking from that salary cap you have jumped into some of these so far this is my first time jumping in to this format what are some of your key tips for me and for the the folks listening in so i, I guess just to say to start off with 
I think that uh, drafting is the most fun part of fantasy football. I agree. And so, if if the fun if the party doesn't have to stop, why yeah why go home? It's like it's like we're back in uh, a home column and we're at the bar and the bar doesn't have to close at five a.m. Doesn't have to close at six a.m. We're just going to keep going. We're going to wait till the sunshine starts to to peak over the hills and it'll be bright by the time we get home. But yeah, battle royale. I will mention as well. It is 250000 in total prizes. It's a $5 entry. There is some other contests over at Underdog with different price points, but this one has a $50,000 price to first place, $20,000 to second place. It is quite top-heavy in terms of the, the payout structure, but that'll allow us, Connor, to get back to the original question. How have <laughs> you found these uh, in a, you know, the, the one-week baseball street so far? So I guess one of the most, the most important differences between this and off-season best ball or normal best ball is that in a normal best ball roster, you don't really worry about your week one starting lineup, whereas uh, with one week or, or kind of DFS-style best ball, you only, you, you only have a starting lineup. There's no bench. So that's really, that's really what you've got to focus on. You kind of do lose out on the best ball aspect of it from that perspective i guess it isn't right. really best ball it's your lineup is set yeah it's like a drafted dfs tournament basically yeah. so with the battle royale in particular there's only six people in a draft and you only draft six players so really you you can you can draft some pretty fun super teams in this um, if, if you are just drafting the best player every time for, for six picks, you can make a fabulous team. But where it's a little different in this is that there's about 9,000, so there's 9,000 drafts, give or take, to give about 55,000 entries. What that means is, let's say you draft, so Josh Allen is the 101 this week. You draft Josh Allen. Well, there's going to be 9,000 other teams with Josh Allen, and there's only five other roster spots. So very kind of limited way to differentiate from the 9,000 other Josh Allen teams. And with that, you really you, you kind of have to avoid being called duped. There's, there's, there's a lot of lineups in this that are the exact same. If you think about it, if you, if you enter the lottery, the lotto do you want to win the lotto as the only person with your number or do you want to win the lotto where 100 people have the same numbers as you and so you have to split it 100 ways it, it's obviously the first one it should be it should be <laughs> it should be but, obvious we hope it's obvious <laughs> I, I i do hope so but it's obvious when explained like that but not obvious to uh lots of people because when they're drafting yeah, I see people draft basically in a way that kind of guarantees that somebody else is going to have this, the exact same team as them. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And Jose in the comments mentioned that he had never explained or seen a video explaining the format. So, you know, there is reasons that we are doing this. There's reasons why you're putting up your articles on Rotoviz. But one of the other reasons that we're getting involved in this is there isn't a lot of content, which also gives quite a big edge to people who are getting involved. So you mentioned like people having similar players similar lineups and it's the same as dfs when people are maybe putting in a team but not realizing how some of those permutations will fill out but you also have more 
options when you're filling out your dfs lineup so that is then less likely to be duplicated it can still be duplicated but when you're when you're down to the six roster spots it's going to be pretty tight so there is six rounds this particular format there is six other teams so that's going to lead to six rounds of six teams so it's pretty fast 30 second clock these drafts won't take as long once we get into them we are planning to do two on them in this particular stream it is one quarterback one running back two wide receivers one tight end and one flex and it is half ppr similar to best ball mini tree for example in terms of the scoring settings you mentioned there kind of the teams will be in the same you talked about how to potentially differentiate before we started this and some of the stuff you've talked about in the articles on road of is is ignoring adp over that fifth and sixth pick so when you're doing these drafts it will be showing up as the adp in the chart and you'll see that as we're doing the draft here on the stream but it is going to be a situation where a lot of people are just going to click that top name or one of those next names but this is where you can really differentiate those picks by veering off a little bit and pick five and pick six to give yourself that differentiation yeah couldn't agree more and another i guess another common mistake that i see uh surprisingly common is that people will pick a pocket passer or even some of the kind of like more hybrid uh, passers that do uh, throw for lots of touchdowns and they won't stack them. Uh, I know in uh, seasonal best ball that it, it's probably a little bit more controversial or, or say there, there's a bit of controversy in the road of his ranks of whether you should, uh, how much you should focus on stacking. But in the weekly game, you essentially, unless it's somebody who's going to rush for three touchdowns, you have to get a teammate, more or less. And I, it, it's it's actually kind of shocking how often people will take a quarterback and, and not have a teammate. So that is something that we'll be looking out for as we run through this draft. You also touched on stacking there. So that's another thing we're going to try and implement in here. And there'll be a lot of the strategies that we talk about on our other streams or other drafts that we'll be adding in here as well. Positional depth then is another one. It is a case that when we're looking at this, you're usually looking at kind of, again, 36 picks throughout this draft. It's not a case that all the quarterbacks are going to go. And if you do actually go unique at, say, a quarterback position and take a quarterback maybe with your sixth pick and hold off on it, that could really differentiate differentiate your team very, very quickly as well. What's your thoughts, though, in terms of, you know, in DFS, we have like a stars and scrubs approach. You can have a balanced approach. What's your thoughts in terms of so far what you find with, say, tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback? Where are you really seeing the, the edges at the positions? So to, to start out with, I thought that the biggest edge was basically foc- focusing on the sca- scarcity of the onesie position. So that's quarterback and tight end. With quarterback, that's because the, the, the top guys, the, the really high-end guys, have ceilings that aren't, uh, aren't, aren't, aren't easily replicated. Like Lamar Jackson can score 40 points, but... There's not that many people, not, not, not that many quarterbacks who can do that with the same way that he can. I do think that the, the what you call it, because he scored those 40 points last week, that the kind of like the field or user base is caught up to that a little bit. But on the other hand, because there's only three of those real superstars this week, that's Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson, with a low with with those guys being scarcer that makes them more valuable but it also means that there's less people 
on in the in the slate we'll call it that can score 40 points and so if you can get a guy in the sixth who in their range of outcomes is to score 30 30 points that can really uh that can really kind of push you closer especially if your first and second round picks are studs at other positions and and they uh they they smash at their position okay and the other the other notes that have come in is few questions around i mentioned there's not a huge amount of content on it a couple of people have asked where can they get content they can get it at rotaviz.com they can get it from our very own connor o'driscoll who is on the stream here his piece has actually just come live about maybe five minutes before we kicked off today's stream so you can check that out up at rotaviz.com but connor we will be using some of the information that you have had in your previous articles over the first four weeks of the season as we talk through here on today's stream is there anything you want to mention specifically before we start the draft, or do we want to get into drafting now? You you are the boss here. Yeah, let, let, let's get into the draft, and uh, if there's anything that uh, that I miss, we can come back and we can kind of add it in as we move along. So let's let's bounce into getting ready here for a draft. So in the DraftKings lobby, is if you're signed up for anything else, we have Battle Royale Week Four. We have obviously. The top prize there, Connor. That's what we're aiming to. Right, that's what we're aiming for. And, and I do want to highlight: first place fifty thousand, tenth place five hundred. So you really, you really, really want to win. Yeah. So you go shoot, shoot for the fences here as we look to try and head to win. So we'll let this fill up. Obviously, six spots in it. If anyone is drafting and watching at the same time, let us know in the comments so we can talk about players that we do want to have drafted here as we we move into it. But Connor, what are? Uh, I'll I will wait until it comes up, and you can you can kind of give us the guide through it. You're going to take us on a, a virtual tour here through the actual entire process as we. Well, if you uh, if you're drafting from Ohio, which I am, well, you have to uh, you have to set your rankings first, and I I yeah I just did that. So we've got the first pick. The influencer like I did say, the. Uh, the, the top quarterbacks, they have such unmatchable ceilings. When I get an early pick like this, I am not really, I'm not passing over uh, Josh Allen. And I was going to say Josh Allen as well. Obviously, or sorry, I was going to say Lamar Jackson, sorry, rather, um, in this particular situation based on, I think, the potential option with stacking and moving forward. If you want to go Josh Allen, you have the controls, you can make that selection. But what's your thoughts on Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson here? I just think the, um, the Buffalo secondary as well is, is pretty banged up at the moment. I think it sets up for a potential if we can get Bitman later on. Yeah, I, I mean I, I think that uh I think that Bateman is in play with Josh Allen as well. Okay, there is a comeback, yeah. So yeah, I guess I I, I would prefer that, that ceiling from uh, from Josh Allen. That's okay. I, I can know, tell I know you I, I can always for ceilings from Lamar. I can always use this as my excuse, though, and th- if things don't work out, I can blame you. I'm going to pull up the the draft board as well. So I, I like to watch this just to see what other people are doing. Yeah. It's it's actually a lot more easier to do it in, uh, in this format than others. But just for example, one thing that I'll be able to notice here. So he, he's got Lamar Jackson, and Mark Andrews is not going to uh, – he's not going to get to him. You see, he's already gone. But – I would know that if uh, if I'm drafted alongside him, that 
he's going to prioritize Mark Andrews, or they're going to prioritize Mark Andrews. Yeah, so that can be useful to see who who they've drafted already to try and uh, get a read on who they could draft next. And when you're looking so far, you've seen the development over the last couple of weeks of how ADP has shifted across these drafts, across these contests. What are some of the key changes maybe from week one or week two that you've already seen with people figuring out what what way these teams should be built? Well, the quarterbacks have gone way up and the running backs have gone way down. It, it, it used to be that running backs were most of the first round. And after, uh, I guess we've had the, the running, ba- running back a couple of that has uh, gone completely the other way. Like, Jalen Taylor here has made it to the second round. Like, he, he was, like, going in the first two picks every time in, in yeah. week one. The slate is a little bit thin on wide receiver, but with Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, etc., being out. But last week... The, uh, the consensus first three or four picks were all wide receivers. Again, that was just not the case in week uh, week one. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see the the format because it is so new, it is so fresh. There is going to be changes week to week, and again, that gives you opportunities based on how you want to draft and how you want to set things up to potentially give you an edge there. So we see Jonathan Taylor go off the board. We are two picks away. What are some of your thoughts at this particular time? You mentioned. Wide receiver being a little bit thinner on this slip. AJ Brown's there as a potential option at the moment. I would be thinking, you know, we, we load up here and we see what's left almost at running back with kind of a zero RB build here. What's your thoughts on, on that particular situation? It was going to be interesting if it was a case that um, Jonathan Taylor... So maybe we're on the back. clock at yeah. times two here. And so I think AJ Brown is an easy, easy selection here. I'm really surprised that the uh, guy who drafted Jalen Hurts passed on him. Me too. And then after well, let's that, take uh, AJ Brown there. Yeah, it's a- AJ Brown. And then after that, I think it's a choice between uh, CMC, I think is interesting. What about Kyle Pitts? Yeah. In play? <laughs> let's go. It's Kyle Pitts week. I'm taking Pitts here. If you want to go CMC, you, you can override me here again. But Yeah, uh, I, I think I, I think I might have to override you here. This is uh this I, is, I know this, uh, this is unacceptable. I know that uh what you call it. It's been really bad for Christian McCaffrey with the rushes and not really getting the target share that we want. But I I do always want to kind of lean against uh, the possibility of overreaction. I would agree with that. The one thing that would temper my expectations this week is the potential, you know, it has been on the injury report to the middle point of the week, which is never a good thing. And I just think that we're, there's, I'm going to keep, on the Kyle Pitts wagon here until things really smash big time. And we seen it to start moving in the right direction last week. So let's hope that Kyle Pitts makes it back to us. But we have started off Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown at this point. You also, the other thing I wanted to, to talk to you about was the situation with stacking. So we have Josh Allen there at this particular time. How much are you looking to make sure you get those stacks? Are you forcing stacks at certain points? Are you only doing it when it, comes through the right situations you mentioned the fifth and sixth pick as well can of the uh in terms of forcing stacking i don't the the player pool or the, the amount of players drafted here is so small that to me like forcing a stack would have been drafting gabe davis over cmc yeah but other than that 
once you get through those kind of like top tier elite players, it because especially because it's on a weekly basis, it tends to be fairly flat. So the way I would say it is that I uh, what you call it prioritize stacks, but it's not like I, I'm not going to try and blow up my team. To, yeah, to get at, at or below cost in, in most scenarios. So we're nearly back up here again. Kyle Pitts did go in the meantime in between, but who are some of your your targets here as you sit again? Gabriel Davis is in this range. He he probably makes sense in one of these two picks. Yeah, I I, I like I like Gabe Davis here for sure. So I don't I, normally I would be jumping for joy at Devonta Smith here, but yeah. now that we have AJ Brown and we don't have Jalen Hurts, I I don't think I don't think that's a possibility for us. I do like Darren Waller. What about Drake London? Drake London. They're the two players that they're the two players I'm between. I like Deontay as well, um, but probably I, I, I think London. Just 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 to demonstrate, look how thin uh, tight end gets so quickly. We've got the first pick, so we we would have to be we'd be drafting Tyler Conklin or uh, Dawson Knox. So I'm going to override you again. Well, I didn't dis- I didn't disagree with that pick. <laughs> okay, well that's good to know. You're, you're I'll just you, you draft this team and I'll draft the next team. I think we're we're pretty much on board. I had preferences, but I think we're still in a good spot. It'll be interesting here when we finish up on two B twos. The Christian right. McCaffrey option. We're not going to. I think we're going to go here with a, a third uh, wide receiver versus a second running back, probably as we we wrap things up. But you did mention in terms of the ADP to differentiate in round five yeah. and six. So round six, we are going to have to. We're getting way off the board. So one thing I'll, I'll say is that uh, Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, the Josh Allen uh, Stefan Diggs is going to be very uncommon because he just doesn't make it back. So the Gabe Davis one would be very popular. And because of that, we're really going to have to differentiate on our sixth pick. Yeah, the one thing here that's going to make it tricky is um, Bateman is still there. And I think by design, he should be the pick here. But it depends if you want to play it a different way. I'm I'm open to DK Metcalf, or do you want to go completely off the the board? Yeah, we have to go completely. It, It would be Devin DuVernay or J.K. Dobbins. I'd prefer to go Dobbins out of the two if we're if we're going right. that way. I like that. I I like that a lot actually. If we wanted a wide receiver, and this is how it gets pretty crazy, is that you're trying to differentiate yourself by taking J.K. Dobbins. You know, these these are all solid options, and that's part of the fun here with the the small six man roster with six man drafts is uh, setting it up pretty nice. Who who's your prefer- preferred option when we look here at the the options you've added to the queue? I think J.K. Dobbins is a great pick. Obviously, he has to settle back from the uh, the ACL injury, but I, I thought last week was very positive for him based on how he got back in. The what I do think Baltimore's success this week may come more through the the air. But what we want to do is pitch ourselves also against Mark Andrews and uh, Lamar Jackson in terms of if that game flips in a slightly different script, and that there's one way to to be able to do that. So. We have the draft done. Do you want to pull up the board? We'll have a quick look, and then we'll jump into another one, so you can tell me exactly. Unfortunately, the worst the worst part about uh, drafting on um, where where we got it. The worst part about oh, it doesn't disappear this time. Is that Miracle. once uh, once you get out of the draft, the board is gone. So you got to savor this one because it's going to be the last time you ever get to see it. <laughs> 
So we have Josh Allen, AJ Brown, Christian McCaffrey, Gabe Davis to go with Josh Allen. Then we have J.K. Dobbins as a bring back on that game. Then we have Darren Waller in there also. So looking through some of the other teams, just I'm going to have a quick look at them as I get your thoughts. But when we look at our team here, there were some players that we talked about possibly being different. So I mentioned Lamar Jackson as that potential first pick. That would have given us the option then at that last pick. I think what we would have done there was we would have went with Bateman in that situation. Um, Mark Andrews went one pick after, but it would have given you a nice option. Kyle Pitts was the other one with Christian McCaffrey. So now the fact that we get J.K. Dobbins at running back, obviously Christian McCaffrey can come in and can smash this week. He may not have as much injury concern as as maybe I think he does. But we could, uh, in this situation, potentially went Kyle Pitts there with the 301 and then potentially passed on Darren Waller for Drake London, for example, in this particular build. Which would you prefer now, Christian McCaffrey, Darren Waller, or Kyle Pitts and, say, Drake London or Devontae Smith? I I honestly think that's a that's a fair that's it feels pretty close. If it does feel close. And I guess if we take Kyle Pitts there, we don't take Drake London because then we're both on Atlanta without the, the quarterback potentially. But it could be a way maybe to get different as well. So either way there we're gonna end up if we did do that flip that I mentioned, we would have two Atlanta Falcons or two Philadelphia Eagles um without their quarterbacks. But again, could be another way that's slightly differentiated from people who are stacking those teams. Well, I, I I think that that may be like the the problem I have with that is so the the person the one oh two and 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 not to single anyone out but it's it's just an example so the one oh two they took Lamar Jackson with the second pick and you have to be in this tournament we we just pointed out its first prize is fifty thousand tenth prize is a set of steak knives it <laughs> like it, it's. It, unfortunately that's just the case and um, so for for this for this lineup to be the lineup that wins everybody's money and uh, they need lamar jackson to have the game of all games they don't take any other baltimore player and they also don't take any other uh, buffalo player and so that is an outcome that is very very thin and then on top of that, they also draft two Cardinals pass catchers. And so, again, if Zach Ertz and Hollywood Brown are the players that beat 50,000 people, I would expect Kyler Murray to be scoring very, very close, if not beating Lamar Jackson. And that just, I guess, I, I and, and on top of that, the two players that they drafted at the end, are players that are going in close to 100% of drafts right now. So they have this weird combination of putting themselves in play to be duplicated. And, and maybe maybe this is not going to be duplicated just because of all the issues that I mentioned that people aren't <laughs> going to do that. But I would I would rather get unique in, in the ways of like, oh, hey, nobody's drafting J.K. Dobbins because of a knee injury. What if this is J.K. Dobbins week? What if Darren Waller dropped three touchdowns last week? What if he catches those this week? And also, if Josh Allen 101 is what wins the tournament, okay, well, maybe Gabe Davis catches three touchdowns and J.K. Dobbins catches two or whatever. The other part to talk through then, we're not actually talking this about specific teams, but as we see the board, we have six quarterbacks drafted, so that's one pair team. But Jared Goff, for example, goes in this to be stacked with 
Jamal Williams and TJ Hawkinson. Justin Herbert drafted Russell Wilson, then the three that we talked about at the start, and Allen, Jackson, and Hertz. You know, I, I think overall it's it's very interesting to see this view and to see what players have gone. And that also gives you the idea of what players are left over. So when you're even talking about being unique, like our unique play here was to go J.K. Dobbins. It doesn't have to be like picking the bottom of the barrel and, you know, completely galaxy brain that beyond belief. So we'll have another go here. We probably won't get the 101 again. Might give us a different approach. But I think overall, um, fun draft, very quick, very fast. $5 to enter, potential to head over and try and win $50,000. So we'll see what we can do here with this second draft and how many times I can overrule my good buddy Draco here to, to set up this roster. So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. What's fun about this as well is, so uh, with normal DFS, the, the one hour between uh, 12 o'clock and 1 o'clock is like the most important part of the entire week. If you're not engaged then, oh, we got the opposite. We got the 106. If you're not engaged then, like you shouldn't even play, basically. And every week, it's only four weeks into the season, but every single week there has been moves and actives. Different reports have come out that you, if you're not at your computer and can make those changes at that particular time, you're probably losing money that week. Whereas with the with the draft format, you can you can draft a team because there's like there's different sources of edges of maybe maybe you know that the ADP is inefficient. Uh, for example, Khalil Herbert started off the week in round thirty five, or say pick thirty five or so, and so if you know okay, you read at Rotoviz, you listen to Sean, and he says he's a top five running back going forward. You smash that button every time. There you have your advantage over the 12 p.m. drafter who uh, knows who's injured and, and who's not. And what's out, oh, Chris, my, my, my good friend, uh, Chris G, is, uh, is in the draft with us. He, we, uh, we've got to watch out for him. Yeah, he's, in the, he's in the comments here as well, so we'll see what he's going to do here to, to fight back against us. So at least he's not back-to-back. He's going at the 102, takes Jalen Hurts. We are going at the 106 here, Draco. So we're probably not going to get a quarterback. 
what are some of the preferred options here at the the back turn to try and get we, we've, we've got a we've got a mole in in the midst so uh yeah <laughs> uh, maybe we'll wait we'll wait till it's our turn to uh to pick to to discuss that so we don't get digs and uh, what was like what was i saying before i noticed that, that uh you were about to say about the edge that can be when we're oh yeah maybe we'll talk about that after we make our back-to-back picks here at this point so I really I, I I like Saquon a lot. I also like Jonathan Taylor a lot. I think that uh, they, they could be two players that have big uh, edges on the field because they uh, they get a kind of rare level of. Uh, so I'm gonna shine. I'm you good with Barkley Barclay. anyway straight away. So take Barkley. Okay. So are are you good with a uh, a JT? I think I think in this, yeah, particularly in half point PPR, it's always hard. Every time, anytime I ever have to draft, no matter what the format is, where we have to go running back, running back to start, it always takes somebody forcing me to do it. But we got AJ Brown in the last draft. We'll, we'll go here and get it. Love me yeah, some. I, I, I think that's super strong. Yeah, it is super strong. But you're you're obviously doing the work of big RB here. Um, you know, you're trying to get people drafting running back. So the forces of of big RB never sleep. You would think that they would be dormant after getting shell shocked weeks one through three. Here's a question for you, based on based on um, people who are listening and, and may not know. If you draft two running backs, so it's one running back, one flex, that gives you your two running backs at this point. Are you locked out on drafting running backs moving forward, or can you draft a running back and just sink your team? Uh, no, you you, you can't uh, you can't draft another running back now. Okay, so um, out of interest, go back to the queue. I just want to do a couple of tests here. Click on uh, a start on Derrick Henry there. So you can put him in the queue, but he's not going to be drafted. I won't let him draft. Okay, just something in case uh, people are listening and wondering, could that happen? You're always looking for ways that you could potentially get positive EV in a draft, and if somebody else is drafting themselves three running backs Ooh. to start, that could be beneficial. You know, uh, Chris was licking his lips. Yeah, he was waiting on AJ Brown there. Down. The Jalen Hurts. It's okay. You're going to get Devonta Smith. He's the real number one now. Let us know in the chat how disappointed you are um, with that particular snipe happening on that occasion. So we go Barkley and Taylor. And I do think there is edges. You talked about the onesie positions and having the situation where, let's say, you get your stud quarterback, you get your stud tight end, you're set at those positions. But then you're in a situation where, you're trying to fill in those other positions. But when you start with Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor, and you could have the RB1 and RB2 in the week in a format where you only have to start one running back, that can give you a, a nice way to differentiate and have an edge there as well. We are about to be back up on the clock. Are you going to let me have Kyle Pitts? Is that going to happen? It's not if I'm going to let you have it. It's if JTM McCaffrey. Yeah, it doesn't take Christian McCaffrey. We can't draft three running backs. We talked about this. It has to be Kyle Pitts. Well, he might oh he, he oh he's not he already has a tight end i guess so he's not going to he's probably not going to take uh so he takes so he could, he could i guess he could he could have went with uh flex tight end um he could have done it and, and i think that's a, a really interesting uh approach just because it's a good way to get unique nobody's doing it but so we are in a situation here now where we're taking kyle pitts so we will be back on the clock immediately after that what are we looking at then with some of the potential options? Devontae Smith is there, who I, I also really like in this particular situation. Um, or do you want to go with a, a quarterback option here in Justin Herbert? If, if, you, uh, if you like Devonta Smith, I like Devonta Smith. Okay. This is starting to turn into more of my team at this point, hopefully. 
we're get, we're getting on board here. Okay. Uh, I I really like how this has clicked through those uh, four picks to to get pits there also. So I think it's very interesting. The difficult situation is going to be stacking now and doing something with your quarterback in these last two picks. I mentioned earlier about not galaxy brain and beyond belief, but how do you feel about trying to see CD or CG may do this to us, but I, I won't mention the, but what about uh, Marcus Mariota as your quarterback this week? Is that too much of a step when you're trying to set up this sort of a tournament lineup? No, I don't think, I don't think so at all. I think that, uh, Mariota is actually kind of like the, the quarterback that we should be looking at. So well, that's, that's what I'm just, thinking too. So we've got lots of fun options there at quarterback. And, and I think like obviously we're in this here. Some other people might be drafting. I do think like uh, Trevor Lawrence team with some of the Jags with, you know, AJ right. Brown or um, Devontae Smith, like things like that. I think that game could be so fun. Now the weather is a concern with that game at the moment. There's some reports. We'll see how that plays out. But that, I just hope that the Jaguars can keep a little bit of, not even pressure, but just scoring some points versus what happened last week with Washington where they just got blown out by the half. But I hope they can make the Eagles continue to just onslaught because they are going to be... Right. The Eagles are just looking so good, so so much fun. I think it. what's fun here as well, at our, at our uh, last two picks, we get to take them both together. Yep. So uh, whoever we do, we, we have lots of different options at quarterback because we can we can go off the board with a with a wide receiver teammate as well. Couple of comments coming in even as well, just based on this week. But Paul mentions on Monday and Tuesday we were able to get Lamar and Andrews based on how ADP was going, and then Christy updates us. Super disappointed is the comment. Well, you know he's even more disappointed now because we took Devonta Smith off him as well. <laughs> yeah, actually, sorry about that. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. At the I, point. I did think about it. I was like, let's do it. That's a, a crusher. That's that's not very <laughs> fair. So then we're probably looking at if we are going with the the Falcons this week. Do we want? Do we need? If, if we're going with somebody like a Mariota, do we need to then get into bring back territory, or can we can we set off? And I don't know if anyone else is listening out of these six, but. The other player I would I would like to get here would be Drake London to go with Marcus Mariota and then see how things play out. How, how do you feel about that? So I think we've got two options. I think we could go uh, with Mariota and I probably wouldn't double stack him. Okay. Uh, and, and, and just another player that we like. Or another option would be to take the other side of the Philadelphia game and go with... Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, so basically, yeah, what I touched on a second ago. <laughs> uh, exactly. And, uh, and are you going with Zay Jones as the other option? Yeah, or or like, or James Robinson is out also in play. Well, we can't take Robinson because we have. Oh, we two can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, you're right. Let, let's take Mariota, I think, and then let's have a talk. Mariota. Okay, yeah. so you 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 don't like Trevor Lawrence. Ah, uh, with four seconds, let's get it done. Uh, you're doing this on purpose. Oh my god! I got, I got him. I got, got him. him. I, I wish you were doing that. Were you doing that on purpose? No, no, um, I wasn't doing that on purpose. So they <laughs> faced the the Cleveland Browns, and I am not an Amari Cooper guy, but Amari Cooper has looked good in recent weeks. No, we can't draft him. <laughs> it's against the brand. Um, so we where do we? Down. It's got to be in Joku. You could even toss in. Oh, we can't take a running back for Patterson either. There's a lot of options. Okay, so. No, we, yeah. we can't, I said. Um, oh. We took yeah, uh, we Kamari. Oh, no. Drafting with, with streamers is plus EV, unfortunately. 
I'm wondering, did you do that uh, by design? No. Okay. No, because that I actually do think that was I actually do more like a. I actually I, do I think set up in mind, and yeah. then I was trying to answer your suggestions, and then we had twenty seconds left, and and the uh, the clock ran out on us. Well, as little as I want to draft Amari Cooper, and this might be the only time that I have him on any team this week, he will not be in any of my DFS lineups. But when we have a situation where we're looking for a bring back and the way things played out with the Falcons and the Browns, I, I do think that was the play. Let me ask you this, Colin. You you run you get a time machine and we run it back and we have a choice between Trevor Lawrence and Zay Jones or Mariota and Amari. Do you know what the time machine would make me say again that I also said when we were doing the, the options at the start was Marcus Mariota and Drake London. <laughs> that is the option. I, I would have triple stacked it. You would have triple stacked? Yeah. But why would you do that? Well, so- double stack a quarterback and the, the tight end and the, the wide receiver. Because I, I think that, again, it's another way to get different and you are looking for a smaller path. The team may be dead in the water if it doesn't click, but... It's a situation if the two of those pass catchers do go off in a single week and you have Marcus Mariota, that there is not going to be happening across that competition very often. And you're looking to, as you, we say... You would need the Falcons to score 40 points. I think there's possibilities that we'll see that in some week. Like okay. we've seen, we, we have seen the Lions put up over 30 every week of the season, I think, at this point, have we? For three weeks. Right. And, and, and we have also seen the Falcons offense try kind of not to score points and still be able to do so. So if they can decide to really get Drake London and Kyle Pitts involved. Really, here, really hard to score 40 points when you're not trying to score points. So That's pretty hard when the, the coaching staff's as bad as that. So what you're really trying to get back to is in this situation that you did want Amari Cooper over Drake London. That's all that I'm hearing at this particular point. I'll give you this here option. As we set, have we lost that draft board? Is that draft uh, board into yeah, the, the draft ether? board is gone. Do we want to do one more before we wrap up, or do we want? Are we? Are we I'll do another. Ready? Let's it's do another. Let's do another. Uh, just so we can draft Kyle Pitts again. Uh, I'm going to stick with Kyle Pitts because, like you know, my my biggest money teams have Kyle Pitts on them, and they're struggling at this point. So <laughs> I. I'm just gonna keep. I'm like that gambler, just chasing to get it back. But, right. Anytime um, you can, you can take a losing bet and, and make it a more winner. money into it. Yeah, that's the that's the key. Well, lucky but, for uh, you, it's my money that's going into it. That's yeah. I'll have to. Uh, I'll send the check in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have the 103 here. So we're getting a, a nice split here for people watching and to get an idea of what's happening. We do have a number of people watching in at the moment. I hope you've all hit that like and subscribe button here on the channel um myself and connor may do these over the course of the the upcoming weeks we've talked about this connor for a few weeks things haven't always clicked into place but we thought we would do it here i'm going to the packers game in london next week so we won't be doing it next weekend but we might even get something early in the week for people to watch in but check out connor's work up on rotaviz.com he is doing strategy pieces each week at the moment covering this particular format but the 103 connor Looks like we're going to get one of our quarterbacks here. And unless Jalen Hurts goes in the first two picks, this feels like a, a game where we may do the, the aforementioned Jacksonville and Philadelphia stack here. What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, let's see how it plays out. Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. And uh, Jalen Hurts would be my preferred quarterback, but there's lots of fun ways to play uh, Lamar as well. Uh, so 
We'll let the we'll let the room decide. Wow. We get digs in the 101. We get a differentiation here to kick things off. That is fun. So how does that change your any any differences you mentioned? Hertz would be the preferred option, but what's your thoughts? I would have to imagine the next two before us are gonna be oh Mark Andrews. I so mean what's your thoughts now? I, I I think I want Josh Allen in the third slot. What do you think? I'm good if you want to do it. You, I said Mar- Lamar Jackson earlier and you too, but <laughs> I think we can get different here with Josh Allen being in the third spot. I think Lamar will be there in some other leagues. It it's it's harder it's harder to to for a value to Ooh. make you different. This could be a fun room here. Uh, we get Barclay yeah, number four. This so is, this is getting wild. So this is the first draft that has started in any way different, really, over those first kind of five, six picks. So we get Diggs, Andrews, Allen, Saquon Barkley off the board through four picks. So it's going to give us some potential interesting options. Obviously, the one thing here is that Josh Allen uh, cannot be stacked with Diggs in this one. So we'll see how we do things there. And then obviously, uh, Mark Andrews has gone off the board as well, who would be a potential bring back in that game. Lamar Jackson goes off the board at the fifth spot. So Jalen Hurts at the sixth. I would imagine AJ Brown. No, Nick Chubb goes there. So what's what's the hope here as we we get ready for our mid second round pick? And this is the first draft too, where we'll have to do that little bit of strategy as to the players that may come back to us in the next round because there is only the the four selections between our picks. Yeah, we'll we'll have to be watching the who who the other who who these guys have, and um, to try and figure out who we can let slide. Like obviously we can let we can let tight end slide. Uh, with number two. To some degree, because two already has one. Okay, so we're on the clock. I know we had AJ Brown already, but I don't see any reason not to uh, not take not to take him here. No, definitely no reason not to take him. There's no reason not to take him. There's never a reason not to take AJ Brown. True. Yeah. True, true. So we'll see here. We may get a different roster. Um, we'll see how it plays out over these picks. It'd be nice well, if uh, different Vondi Adams got back, but... Having it from uh, uh, the one on three does give us a lot of potential to. Uh... Oh, wow! Devonte Smith goes at the two. I guess you say, I don't know, at the twelfth pick, but the two oh six, Devonte Adams. So we do have a zero RB team or a heavy wide receiver drafter here through those opening three picks. We get Stefan Diggs, Devonte Smith, and then Devonte Adams. So we'll see who comes back to our next selection. Michael Pittman goes off the board. I think it has to be McCaffrey. Yeah. Now, this is the exact way we started uh, our other uh, Josh Allen team. Yeah, from the 101 on that one, but maybe it doesn't. It's going to be hard to get differentiation now from this point based on that. What about uh, we go Kyle Pitts instead? Ah, uh, it's too late. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's still not too late. It's too late now, but... And see, you thought Amari Cooper wasn't the value, and Amari Cooper goes at the three hundred four in this draft. We got well, him that's, at that's the. Where, that's his ADP. Second. His ADP is the three hundred four. So. We got him at the six hundred one, and we did. The only reason we got him is because it was auto draft. <laughs> I, I I was just trying to help us out, Colin. Yeah, so uh, we start off Josh Allen, AJ Brown, Christian McCaffrey, and the dream here is one more pick, and Kyle Pitts comes back to us. Right, Jay Boone. Is that going to make it? Come on, Jay Boone, 13. Let him slide. Let him slide. He slides. Will you let me have him now? Well, Jamal Williams is right there, Colin. <sighs> <laughs> of course, we're taking Cobbits here. The problem is I can kick Connor from the stream, but I can't make the selections. 
<laughs> kick me from the stream, but you can't kick me and you can't make the picks. Yeah, so that's the, the trouble here. So that makes us a little bit different than the start we had previously, is that we get Kyle Pitts coming back. Calm, you've got to be happy now. Two out of our three drafts, we've taken Kyle Pitts. Which also will probably make me very unhappy come you know Sunday afternoon <laughs> time when all the all the the entry fees across different formats are, are ranked up again. But I think yeah, yeah, that's a, this is a this is a fun team here so far. So Josh Allen, AJ Brown, Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Pitts. There is no bringbacks. There's no stacks at this point. What are you thinking here? Um, so at this point, Gabe Davis isn't off the board. He's probably the the way we're trying to play it. Maybe this becomes Gabe Davis. And then we get uh, our old buddy Bateman in it, or maybe we... I don't think we want to go back to the well with Dobbins in this roster, but maybe we do. So I'm just I'm just going to put some... Uh... Some options in there. Devin Duvernay and his fantastic uh, returning skills. I think the first pick here has to be Gabe Davis anyway. We're on the clock. So I think okay. we... Okay, yeah, we'll take, uh, we'll take Gabe Davis. Obviously, we're not, uh, we're not doing what we said. We're bad... We're bad... Uh, we're bad, we're bad drafters. And, and this this is why why it is so hard to to build a unique team. So we really do have to go off the board here. Yeah, Bateman is not in play for us. I don't think. Be honest, I Probably think we don't pick again. a Raven here. I we think, don't pick a Raven. I think that's the way to do this. Maybe a little Rocket, Robinson. What about a different Seahawks wide receiver there? Uh no, sorry. He's we need we need to get way different here. So we need. You think to we need to get that different? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we built. What about Gary? We have Wilson? eleven seconds left, so we make our pick here. Okay. I mean, I would be James Robinson. Okay. What do you think? What's my assumption of the team? So I'm gonna. This way, it won't disappear on us. Uh. So here, here, I, I guess. Uh, here's why. I decide. I, I guess I did decide we couldn't do. Uh, we had to get that different. Like, ideally, you want uh, your last two picks to be uh, after pick thirty and and probably after pick thirty five. But like I said at the start, the Josh Allen the Gabe Davis combination is going to be so common. It's so easy. To do. We've only got four other spots. To uh, to differentiate, and we didn't do it. And I'm happy we didn't do it. AJ Brown. I'm happy we didn't do it. CMC, Kyle Pitts. They, they're all great picks that I'm happy with. Essentially, this is this is our sole like opportunity to differentiate from the nine thousand other Josh Allen teams. I guess part part of the 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 idea for James Robinson is I actually wrote a, a, a decent amount about uh, him. Uh, to start or uh, in my article this week, and uh, in in this case he does play AJ Brown, so he had that kind of like mini correlation there. Yeah, and I think that one of the best ways to play this week is to take a player like James Robinson. I really like Reese Hall there as well, and um, because they're they're they go so cheap not because of their talent but because they're in committees. But if you look at the snap the different snap shares of running backs across the league. Now pretty much every running back is in a committee. Like there's like four running backs that aren't, that aren't. In yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I've said so, this for a long time, Connor, is running backs who are in a two man committee are very valuable. Right. You know, if you yeah. clear one two points, that is 
a lot of value to fantasy football players. And and then on top of that, it's it's about how good the player is. So like when everyone's in a committee, the players that other than like the the CMC, Jonathan Taylor, the players that are going to finish at the top of the leaderboard are going to do that because they play really fucking really really well. Yeah, yeah. They're going to make big plays. They're going to make big runs. They're going to score touchdowns. And um, believe it or not, James Robinson is like the ter- third highest uh, uh, running back in half PPR scoring. Yeah, oh, he's he's on an, a tear for coming back from his his injury, which I wasn't expecting him to look this good this early. So I like the mini correlation that you mentioned there. I like it based on what I talked about. If we have a situation where the Eagles are doing what the Eagles have done so far, this game is in Philadelphia. That leads then to Jacksonville having to come back, and then it could be a situation where you know him and Etienne are obviously coming out of that backfield, but you know you get five six receptions coming your way as well, uh, and that starts to really boost up. A player like that so this has been a lot of fun connor we ended up squeezing in three drafts as we move through it i mentioned your article is fresh up on rotoviz.com people can check that out right now if you're heading over to look at it we have been drafting in the underdog battle royale a five dollar entry you can sign up to underdog using the promo code rotoviz to get yourself a 100 sign up bonus up to 100 that obviously gets you 20 bonus entries over the next couple of weeks to this but we're not looking at stingy prizes either. Fifty thousand dollars to force two hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand in total prizes. Obviously, as we mentioned, is top heavy, but you can get these drafts done really, really quick, and they are a lot, a lot of fun. So, Connor, as we get ready to to wrap things up, week four is less than twenty four hours away. What are some of your final thoughts here, and and what should we be telling the listeners to watch out for? In, in week four, I don't know. I'm not very. I'm not very good. I, good at predicting exact outcomes and i never feel that like comfortable doing that other than we're going to win the fifty thousand dollars we're, we're going to win you know i almost uh, i almost won uh, one of the other tournaments uh they do on this uh the goal and sand uh last week I, i've written a good bit about th- those tournaments as well what's fun about them is that you still get the, a couple of thousand for the, the top prize but there's only two de- in the goal line stand. There's only two thousand other players, two thousand or so, and it's a twelve-person draft. So you don't have to worry about any of this. The stuff like, oh, how do unique do I go? You just play the best plays, draft the best team that you can, and that one is a lot of fun to do as well. Awesome. I would recommend check that out. But check out Connor's work, and we'll be posting these streams and any other shows we do over the course of the next couple of weeks and the, the rest of the season in general, and heading into next season up on the road of his best ball podcast feed. The links to find that and subscribe will be in today's show notes. Make sure you subscribe to the road of his YouTube channel. Drop us a comment. Let us know which be- draft was best, which is the most chance to win money, and then tell us which picks were our absolute stone cold worst. Let us know in the comments below. But until we are back with another show, of course, have a good one.